you love to talk about your dog almost too much? Us too, which is why we created a space where we celebrate it. This is for those who love the four-legged friends they rescued because they got rescued right back. Each week, we bring on a dog mom or a dad to talk about their rescue dogs and how they changed their lives. This is Rescue Dog Moms, a parenting podcast. I'm Yamini, and this is Boss. Welcome, dog moms and dog dads. Today, we have another podcaster's bonanza with two amazing dog parenting podcasts. We have Carly from With a Dog Podcast and Miranda from the Dog Park Bitch Podcast. These two ladies really welcomed me into the broader pet podcasting world. And honestly, as soon as we started chatting, even sometimes through Zoom with a glass of wine, we've always had a great time together. I hope you guys enjoy the silly banter we have, rants about dogs, podcasting, what topics are important to them, and more. They mentioned some episodes that they love, and I'll have those in the show notes to check out. I definitely recommend, if you like this podcast, to go ahead and follow them, listen to their episodes. They've got a wider U.S. perspective that is really interesting, um, and they have some really great guests on there. If you like the show, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This helps rescue dog moms keep growing and be sure to follow us on Instagram for content. I love making a weird reel or two or sharing some dog parenting tips. Thanks again and happy listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rescue Dog Moms podcast. Today we have two special guests, two of my fellow podcast babes gang, whatever we want to call it. We have Carly from With a Dog Podcast and Miranda, our very own certified dog park bitch. Welcome to the pod. <laughs> Miranda, how it. do you get certified as a bitch? No. <laughs> well, park. let me tell you, I will charge $4,000 for a two-day class if you would like to be a certified dog park bitch and I'm you in. can even get a picture with me and sh- just share it everywhere and that's how people know am I shitting on Caesar Milan maybe <laughs> I mean this pod is all about shitting on Caesar Milan so we can definitely <laughs> get into that um, this is why I get along with you so well you have any exactly well you know Miranda I know you love certification so I had to throw that in there yeah. uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining my pod. Uh, We have done a few pod episodes together uh, for yours, and that's been super fun. I love that we always have a great time just chatting about weird little community of dog podcasters. So Mm -hmm. I thought let's, you know, obviously talk about your dogs because that's what this pod is for. But I'm looking forward to gossiping with you guys about the scene, the podcasting scene out there and what's going on. All right. So Miss Dog Moms, we're going to get started first with talking about your children. They're very (laughs) important to us and we all love to hear a girl gush. All right, Carly, Um, Miss Dog Mom. (laughs) So I have two dogs, um, two hound dogs. One is an 11-year-old American foxhound. His name is Lupin, a seven-ish-year-old, six or seven year old uh coonhound mix and his name is albus we rescued both of them they're very different in personalities even though they're both hound dogs i think because albie is a mix somehow like a good boy and and lupin is evil always and so (laughs) y'all you need one of each you know yes i definitely have one of each and talking about gushing as far as like dog mom I feel like they're very much like older sibling, younger sibling, like Lupin likes things just so. And he's like, oh, whatever mom wants, I'll do. But he's also like gets very like overwhelmed by things. And if anything like goes out of whatever in his mind needs to happen, he's just like, oh, like, I don't know what to do now. And we'll like throw a temper tantrum. Whereas Albus, younger boy, he's like easy peasy go with the flow but he's such a little troublemaker i came into my office today and i found him standing on my desk looking out the window what is this the like, desk he, is beyond exactly. that's like a huge one <laughs> he's so athletic he just yeets himself over things all the time and i know i was like what like what did you think i think he thought we were going on a walk because we were letting someone who was doing work on our water heater like we let them in the door in the back door so i think he thought that that's like i don't know we were like leaving or something it was trying 
kind of look out the window for us. I, I don't know, but I was like, what the hell? So do you but, think that was his first time on top of your desk or like maybe he's done it when you weren't home before? No, actually funny story. So usually I close him in his kennel, which mm -hmm. is in my office, but I didn't because, you know, it was just gonna yeah. be like a few minutes. And so we, he has gotten up on my desk before. It was when I was living somewhere else. I, we were living with my in-laws and we were like above their garage and it had like a roof line, like an eave. The window was open. It didn't have a screen. So he got up on the desk and for a while he would just like lay there. But one time he went out the window, like pushed it open more because it was like a crank like side open one. Anyway, got went on the roof and then jumped down from the roof on top of the car and then just started walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> Oh this my is what God. I mean. He's like a he's a troublemaker. Yeah, that that's pretty beyond. He's just like, oh, I just want to go for a leisurely walk. Yeah. Someone brought him home. You know, he went up to <laughs> someone and was like, hey. It was when we first got him. Like he was probably only there for like a couple months at that point. So I think he he didn't know the rules yet. And apparently he still doesn't since he got up on the desk today. But um, those are them. Lupin sure. is like my soulmate. I've had him the longest and and it's it's very hard watching him get older. He's very healthy, fortunately, like all of that. So yeah, there you go. There's my little summary. <laughs> go ahead, um, Miranda. Are you ready for this? I'll I'm try to so keep ready. it short. Okay, so hi, I'm Miranda. I have three dogs and I live in under 200 square feet. I am crazy and yes, I am not mentally stable. <laughs> so great intro. Like, you need to redo the intro of your podcast. You should just yes. start it off with that. <laughs> I actually might. I like that. No, I'm not mentally stable. Okay. So I live in a travel trailer and travel the U.S. So far, I've been in the Southwest and I'm probably going to be staying in the Southwest for a little bit longer for other reasons. I have three dogs. I have one shitty stepson. That's what I refer to him as. Um, he is mine by marriage. He is not mine by rescue. He is a <laughs> he's my hub, my husband's Shiba Inu. Uh, named Zeke and he is five yes he's five and we have very much the evil stepmother and the shitty stepson like vibe together like he just <laughs> he lives to piss me off and then anything that I do inconveniences him all the time like he will lay on the bed and if I move he will bark at me but if Justin moves he doesn't care he's like it's okay my dad can move but if my <laughs> if, if mom moves hell no he definitely has the most personality in the household that's for sure and then I have my soul dog you. as oh yes yeah <laughs> maybe that's why you guys clash yeah I think we clash she has a Maximum. big personality I have a big personality we just we clash and then I have my heart dog, which is Oakley. He's a 90 something pound Great Pyrenees. And I rescued him. I rehomed him from a couple on Facebook who got him and just couldn't take care of a big dog. He is a big dog, but he's a giant baby and he's the goodest boy there is. And I love him with all of my heart. Oh, and he's three, four. Yeah. And then we have Annie, who is psychotic. And that's to say the least. She's a great Pyrenees border collie mix that we just rescued from the uh, Dallas Animal Service Shelter a little less than a year ago. And she's just, she's full of it. Piss and vinegar. There's no other way. Like the name Annie, we named her so that it went with, we have Oakley. So we have Annie and Oakley, our two Pyrenees dogs. But her name really should be Pistol Annie because that's her. She's just feisty 100% of the time, full speed ahead. All of my dogs are rescues. Zeke was actually rehomed by my sister-in-law out in Virginia from someone who got him and was still making payments on him actually because he's AKC apparently and uh, Oakley was rehomed from Facebook and Annie's from the shelter she's my first shelter dog that I've actually rescued myself <laughs> I was gonna say that I this was when I got my second dog I saw this meme structure that reminds me it was like if you have three dogs you always have three types you have the asshole troublemaker and the perfect one. Oh yes I have that the yeah. asshole is Zeke. The perfect one is Oakley by far. And the troublemaker is Annie. She is so, we, today, she, we, Justin and I were talking like, I've never had a dog so needy in my entire life. She's just always in your face and like <laughs> either panting 
because she wants to run or panting because she's sleeping or it's just it nonstop, nonstop. <laughs> and she always finds something to do. Like she'll find a random toy that no one's touched in months, pick it up. And then just like, she has this weird thing with her head where she'll throw it up, watch it drop and then like freak out because it fell. Like it's the weirdest thing. And she does it when we're in the middle of working, sending emails and we're not really paying attention. She's like, pay attention to me. Yep. I know yes. that one. Yeah, I have, um, I would say the asshole and the troublemaker. I'm waiting. <laughs> you don't perfect have perfect no, I'm waiting. I'm seriously <laughs> waiting. I think that's the next one. I but feel like she- boss and Annie would get along very well. Oh yeah. Boss is <laughs> literally today. I have a dog sit and this poor dog is just <laughs> getting bullied by boss he's just like he does this thing where he like threat he like pretends that he's gonna attack you but then he's like psych no i'm not (laughs) it's so annoying and he's like i'm not gonna do what everyone thinks i'm gonna do (laughs) yeah but he'd actually like he's never bitten a dog he's bitten us with dogs he will do this like fake charge thing and it's so stupid. Or even when he like, quote unquote, there he's like fighting with a dog. He doesn't actually touch them. He just <laughs> makes noises that make it sound like he's fighting them. That's the pug in him though, right? Yeah, yeah. Because pugs make those weirdest, the weirdest effing noises I've ever heard. And it's like, you don't even have to touch them. They'll make that noise and sound like they're like in a, a wrestle, but really they're just like trying to eat their food. Yeah, that's busted <laughs> in a nutshell. He definitely got a lot of that. <laughs> Carly, for your dogs... How long ago have you rescued them since they were like young? No. So Lupin, when he was, we think like four ish. And so he was like my first dog. I was 23 and, and was working in shelters. And so I was like, I need to have, you know, the super hard rescue dog that like, I'm like, I can take this on because I work in the industry. And I did, you know, like I, it was actually fine. Um, he's, he's done amazingly well. If anything, I think it's harder taking care of him now that he's older Mm. because he's had such a personality change like he's like a puppy again not that I ever knew him when he was a puppy but like he's getting up on the counter he's he's trying to he wants my attention all the time he's just like doing like these puppy like behaviors or just taking up as much time as a puppy would he (laughs) just wants a lot of attention basically exactly it's just like he's doing naughty things that he never used to do so yeah so Lupin whereas when I first got him he was super shy super scared of humans and was like like would be classified as a very like fearful dog we worked with him a lot to like desensitize him to the world and all of that alby was pandemic adoption so he was like may 2020 he was four or five he was fine like from day one he, he didn't have very good manners like he needed a bit of training but it was easy like he was really eager to please and was all good mm-hmm. what about you Miranda do you have any memories of like the first few days with your dogs and the work you've had to do okay well Remember so, Annie's Annie's sorry uh, you, you tell the Annie's, story about your own it's been a lot <laughs> yeah Annie sounds like a lot Zeke was I think about six months old when Justin got him we were dating but we weren't living together and he mm-hmm. wasn't fixed and he was awful and I read up on Sheba's and I was reading up like, I've never seen a dog so territorial and so temperamental. Like he radiated short guy and giant lifted truck energy. Like that was, if you could imagine that as a dog. That's that was boss. Zeke. That's boss. I feel like, <laughs> like Zeke and boss are the same. Until he was fixed. He was just awful. I mean, he was a good dog for Justin. They're very much a one person dog. He likes me. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like he is infatuated with Justin like he will the way that he looks at Justin is just like hopelessly devoted like there's no <laughs> other way to dis- to explain it so he wasn't like the smallest puppy when we got him but then Oakley was three or four months old he was a fluff ball he was Aww. so cute I I would give anything if I could just go back and be able to snuggle on a couch with him one last time because he's so big now we both can't fit on a couch even a normal non-RV sized couch we can't fit on together it's just too big but I just wish I could go back one more time and let him lay on my chest he was he was so stinking cute but puppy he was my first puppy 
after him, I said, no more puppies. It was a lot of work. We lived on the third floor of an apartment in Texas. So in the summer, it was awful. In the winter, it was awful. Like it just all around, it sucked going up and down the stairs for potty training. And he had a couple of times that he uh, shit in his kennel and then rolled in it. And Mm. being a fluffy white dog coming home from a long day of work, that was just not, that was not it. So I said, no more puppies. And then I found Annie. (laughs) (laughs) And the shelter said she was three, like three years of age when Justin and I were talking about it and we couldn't meet her because they still had like COVID protocols. So we couldn't go in to see her. We couldn't meet her. I called, they were doing like these consultation calls where they would tell you about the dog's personality or whatever. And they said, oh, we don't know anything about her. She's in your shelter. How do you not know? I have two other dogs. I'm trying to be a responsible pet parent here and get to know this dog virtually if I can before I bring her home. They're like, no, the only thing you can do is the day that you pick her up, she's going to get fixed. And then that's when you can meet her. And I'm like, what? That's not, that's not okay. That's so not okay. But I, that's what we ended up doing. And thank God my dogs are both Oakley's really good. Zeke was a little, eh. but they, they all did really well. And we realized like two weeks in, there was no way in hell she was three years old. Yeah. We were duped. We were, we adopted another puppy. <laughs> she was, she had to have been, I would say she was probably six months old now, looking back at how much weight she's gained and how much she's kind of grown. She was 45 pounds when we rescued her and she's now like 65. She's a tank. And I love, I love how you were thinking that you were going to get a nice, like 45 pound dog, like, yeah. oh, be like a small, medium, large. And then well, instead, that's the yes. thing about saying a dog is three when they're not like yeah. the main thing that changes is obviously how big they are like I knew she was a great Pyrenees she has the double dew claw and we're assuming border collie she could be Australian shepherd but she's definitely a high energy herding breed on top of a Pyrenees the shelter you know she's she's mixed with a big dog so they just assumed she was three years old because she of how big she was I mean anybody who knows anything about dogs you look at their teeth she had puppy teeth still bright white teeth they were just little because I looked at Oakley's like Oakley is three years old and I take really good care of him and his teeth are not that white so she's definitely a puppy they never cleared up her worms and we're still dealing with that so that's just like a lot of things and we yeah we didn't rescue her that long ago we rescued her in May of 2021 so she hasn't even been with us a year it's insane how much she's grown she's my first reactive dog so we've also grown together in that that aspect of training and learning about about I've never known anything about reactive dogs until now so mm-hmm. reactive dogs are tough boss was what he's still kind of one sometimes it's a lot to go through shelters man you know just gotta take what they give you sometimes <laughs> I was told that shelters will a lot of times say that dogs are older than what they are if they're young and they'll say that they're younger than what they are old so that they have a better opportunity of getting adopted that's what someone has told me I don't know Mm. if there's any weight to that but it makes sense in my case I think I mean in my experience with the shelter because that's what I was kind of managing some of the the intake and naming the dogs, assigning an approximate breed and age and stuff to them. I think that's right, not in the way of like to make them more adoptable necessarily, but but sometimes it's better to overestimate age just more because you don't want to send home a dog and then and then like them only live until they're like nine or something but what if they were actually 13 like because i don't know the ages of either of my boys exactly and i just yeah. overestimate mm-hmm. yeah quite a bit because i'm just like just in case i'd rather you know like i don't know i'd rather and then in like that. seven years carly's got the oldest dog in the guinness I know. Book of world record <laughs> he's 35 yeah <laughs> large breed dog <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's interesting because I would say from an adoptable's perspective, younger dogs actually do go a lot faster. Yeah. Um, even though people like the three of us would not want a puppy. <laughs> Anybody who's had a puppy before is like, no more puppies. I have just like, once I accident, once I also got a, a foster dog who they said was like three and then she arrived and she was like eight months 
And yeah. luckily she was super cute and not bad, but and it wasn't a bad experience. <laughs> but I definitely was like, you are too small and cute. You yeah. just have a puppy mm-hmm. vibe of you. I thought Annie had like this, I, because I was telling my friends in Dallas at the time when they came over to see her, I'm like, she's like a forever puppy. She just looks like a puppy. She's three years old. And then I'm like, oh, I was duped. <laughs> she's like, Here comes all the crackhead energy and the sleepless nights again. The rolling and poop, though, like... Oh what Oakley did that's one of the main reasons like I know that puppies don't all do that all the time walking into the shelter at like 6 30 a.m trying to clean everything before anyone gets there and there's just like five puppies who have all shit overnight and like rolled in it was just like like the smell the, the having to wash them off and like get you know get everything ready so it's like presentable to the public so it doesn't look like we're running some sloppy mess and it's just like look these beautiful puppies but really they were like covered in shit people like oh before. puppy kisses yeah and you're like don't do it don't do it <laughs> i know trust me don't do that. that you don't want to do that <laughs> enough times i'm just like they're cute but not no. yeah not for me not for me <laughs> They're cute from afar. Like my yeah. sister has a pup. They just got a puppy, her and her boyfriend. And the pictures are cute. And I always ask, oh, can yeah. you send me dog toes? Can you send me pictures of dog toes? I don't know if that's creepy, but they're so no, cute. Pink toes. Those toes are very yes. cute. Yes. Yeah. It's a St. Bernard American Bulldog puppy. We have bets that's, on how it's going to look. It's a very questionable mix. Is it a rescue? Like mm, I have no idea. I have they no like purp- Well, I'm just I'm I'm hoping that they didn't purposefully mix. From what it they, sounds like, it was from know. it was an accident at a breeder. Like yeah. someone jumped the fence or something. Maybe it's like no yeah, idea. if it's like accidents between neighbors, whatever. Spay and neuter your dog, guys. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, real. Spay or neuter your dog. <laughs> yes. There we go. Public service announcement. It's actually interesting because we have right now in Toronto this case of like a backyard breeder that just got shut down. And there's all these, yeah. And these are dogs that are basically were branded like Saint Bernadoodles. So Mm -hmm. they have just like, I don't know, it's just sad. They have like, all of them have like weird hip. And the main thing- Can I say something? Yeah. Stop mixing everything with a poodle. Oh my God, no. Why would you mix it with the worst dog alive? I'm sorry. I just don't (laughs) like poodles. I just don't like poodles. Their personalities are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not anti-poodle, but I'm just saying not every breed needs to be mixed with a poodle, okay? I've been seeing an uptake in the Bernadoodles, and then yeah. actually someone sent me a picture of a Pura Doodle, and I'm like, don't do that. Don't, please don't do that. Don't do it. So the sad it- thing about these dogs, this was the one that broke my heart the most, is that on the website, they advertise like, oh, they're like non-shedding, you know, whatever. But then they also say that they don't drool because they've given them all like dry mouth. One of the ones that got rescued literally has like the worst rotting teeth and like the worst smell because you're breeding these dogs to not drool because that's what St. Bernard's do. But as a result, their like teeth health is like terrible. Oh, oh sad people i i was just talking to a vet about this in one of my interviews like how a breed becomes popular or like a mix of some kind of breed whatever becomes popular and then we just breed them for money you know to get that nice big chunk of you know it's four thousand dollars for this nice puppy or whatever look at look at all the breeds but then they have like terrible issues and they look like a healthy puppy when you get them and then three years later they look like they have these awful issues because the breeds either should not have been mixed or they were not bred correctly and had traits like genetic traits that you know were detrimental to their health it's sad it makes me mad really sad stop reading everything with a poodle yes agreed This is your next uh, crusade that you can go on. Once once you've exhausted all of the awful trainers out there, you can be the dog park bitch of just like finding all the awful breeders and exposing oh, them. That's yes. my vibe, honestly. I <laughs> yes, am just... do it. I know, I know how to get certified as an animal cruelty investigator and we'll go in and we'll make a TV show about it. Let's do that. Okay. I also love that. Like, imagine that being your title. 
animal cruelty I know. investigator. That's badass. Mm-hmm. There's so much work that goes into it. My, sure. I have a, <laughs> a reoccurring series on my podcast once a month and my co-host, she's an animal cruelty investigator. And I know how much work she put in to get that title. And I know how draining it is to get that title. But, you know, if you can say, hey, I'm Miranda, the dog park bitch, and I'm an animal cruelty investigator. Damn. What are you going to do? Can you just imagine... <laughs> like our personalities on a reality tv show like three podcasters who are all of a sudden animal cruelty investigators i'm literally imagining like a queer eye situation you know we're like where are we driving to today (laughs) we're going to this backyard breeder in texas and we're gonna (laughs) kick their ass yeah and we each have like our own personality (laughs) i just got my nails done but I'll go confront the person. We can and if they don't it. listen, Miranda will come up and back you up all the yeah. way. <laughs> Miranda comes fighting. It's almost like the Charlie's Angels poster, but it's us with our dogs. We could each have like, again, in Queer Eye, it's like one's the style person. Like Miranda, you can be like, we're getting you a certified trainer. and We're getting this dog back to a good place. I don't know what you want to do, Carly. <laughs> It could be like the before and after of the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden the dogs will be like healthy and wearing bandanas and bows. They'll be like, they're adoptable now. And taking all their supplements and like drinking green juice. Yes, Yes. I love it. And I'll just yell. I don't know. I'll just yell at people. I love doing that. (laughs) You're the the confronter. What the hell is going on here, everyone? Mm -hmm. Watch out, guys. It's coming on Bravo very soon. Yes. Yeah. If someone wants to uh, make a YouTube series about this, hit us up, you know, yeah. just message any one of us. We're down. We're available. Let's get into your journeys as podcasters. What a journey. I feel like what a weird thing for us to decide to do. They're like, we have dogs. We like our dogs. We would like to talk to people about our dogs. <laughs> yes. So Carly, why don't you get us started? It's been it's been a journey. Let's let's just say that. So I wanted to start a podcast back in like I remember I downloaded like a how to start the podcast in 2017. Like this has been a multiple year like goal that I wanted to do. And I didn't start it until uh spring of 2020. But I was living in London at the time and I was getting more into like dogstagram and community over there is just like thriving as far as dog world things. I was going to dog events and like doggy market, you know, little markets and stuff. And, and just like the city itself was just so dog friendly and it was really fun and easy to have a dog there. My Instagram name was Carly with a dog and my podcast is called with a dog podcast. Um, it's not, it wasn't like, I'm like, I got Instagram famous and then I wanted to start a podcast. Like all of the other like Carly, the like Carly uh, in London instead of yeah. Emily in Paris. <laughs> I just loved this life with a dog kind of thing. You know, it was just, I wanted to talk about all aspects of it. I wanted to bring information to people as far as, you know, veterinary care, care and trainers and cool new products that make your dog mom life easier. And I also wanted to talk about the 2 a.m. potty breaks and when your dog is driving you freaking nuts and you know just all of those kind of things. So I'd wanted to do it for years. I just wasn't in like place to be able to start it. So finally, we moved back from London January of 2020. And then in January, I contacted one of my friends that I had at the shelter and I was like, hey, like you and I have similar backgrounds as far as we're both dog moms, but we've also worked in the pet industry. Do you want to start this podcast with me? So she and I finally get it up and running by middle of April. Of course, COVID happens like a month before that. We had to like do a lot of pivoting within those first couple months because all the equipment we bought, everything was as if we were doing like in person and some oh, virtual. Yeah. So um so yeah, we are still even isolating from each other and and then um Izzy, my friend, uh my co-host, ex-co-host, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she uh, is also from England, but lived in Seattle where I lived. It was kind of like a nice mix of the two, you know, and I, I liked to still be able to keep that UK connection from when I lived over there. And it was fine. You know, we kind of like chugged along and had the usual podcast ups and downs and bringing on guests that we really liked and big learning curve obviously as you guys know between just like editing audio and learning how to become a good like interviewer as well that's i feel like that was something that was um 
I didn't realize would be hard because I love to talk. So I was like, great, I can just talk. And it just got to the point in our one year anniversary. So it was like April of 2021 where, you know, Izzy, she was an essential worker. So she was just working a lot, not doing quite as much on the podcast. I was kind of doing like everything with the podcast and doing it full time. We decided to go our separate ways. She, after that, she comes on occasionally still, but it was okay. It was very like amicable and everything, but um, it was just like, it was really my passion. And she was like, you know, I, I really enjoy my job, my career. And if we're going to turn this podcast into something, I don't know if I'd want to eventually leave my career. And I don't know if I actually like being on Instagram and doing reels and TikToks and all of those things that you kind of have to do to get your name out there and to build your brand. And so really it's coming up on my two year podcast anniversary, but it feels like one year really. You kind of had know? to start over. Yeah. Yeah. I really did have to start over. I had to make the podcast my own kind of as far as just branding and learning how to make those kind of decisions and, and just make it something that it's like essentially me. You know, yeah. just like something that's like mine. I take ownership of it. I'm proud of it. I lead the directions of the conversations the way I want to. And all of that, it feels like I've kind of got it down pat. But it's been a journey. And I still have struggles. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, yes, everything's running smoothly. But <laughs> but I'm feeling confident in where I'm at now. And I feel like I hadn't really in the last two years. I've had moments of it. But and and we do talk about all the things that I mentioned earlier. Those are what my episodes are about is just having the guests on and some are vets, some are trainers and some are informational episodes and some are just like all over the place talking about dog mom life with a fellow dog mom and life with a dog, basically with a dog. For sure. With the dog. <laughs> yes. Love it. Miranda, it's interesting because I think you also had a co-host at one point and then shrank down to one. So similar. Carly and I really vibed the first time I ever met her because we were chatting and like, oh my God, it's like looking in a mirror almost. A little different. I So I started the podcast. It was originally called Shitty Dog Moms and I had a co-host. I moved to Dallas, Texas in 2018 and I had no friends. I moved from Wisconsin to a small town in Wisconsin to a big city in Texas and had no friends. And I've, I made friends through the dog park and one of the friends I made, all we ever did was talk about our dogs. We lived at the steam apartment complex that we really like vibed. And the line of work that I was in at the time, I was learning about emerging different medias and podcasts were just on the cusp of being huge. It was right before the pandemic. It was like November of 2019 is when I was like getting my shit together, watching videos on how, how do you do podcasts? Like what, it, you know, what even is it? And at the time, my um, ex-co-host and ex-friend of mine. We were huge fans of the Call Her Daddy podcast and we wanted to approach just talking about being dog moms in like a comedic and like free-spirited tone. And that's what the first season of my podcast, which is formerly known as Shitty Dog Moms, is. It was just us chugging a couple of White Claws, constantly begging White Claws to sponsor us, even though nobody would ever hear this, hear that podcast from White Claw ever. Actually, I think we sent an email to a rep at one point and uh, they're like, sorry, we have no interest right now. <laughs> wow. That's a yeah. harsh reply. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was very off the cusp. It was very, I, I wouldn't say it was raunchy, but like we swore a lot. We drank a lot and recorded and just talked about, you know, life with a, I don't want to say life with a dog, but what our <laughs> life was like with dogs. Yeah. Um, because I had two very different dogs. She had two very different dogs and it was just a hodgepodge of stuff. And we kind of found our rhythm once COVID hit. Cause our first episode came out in January of 2020. And I would say right in the middle of COVID, we kind of switched gears from being like, just talking about random shit with dogs to really focusing on small businesses and our community in the pet world. And then we started doing interviews, which is something that neither of us really knew how to do. We had a friendship difference and split and we had a split in the partnership for the podcast and I'm I'm trying to say this in a nice tone and not air out all of my dirty laundry. So <laughs> It ended and I changed it from Shitty Dog Moms to The Dog Park Bitch because episodes of Shitty Dog Moms, I 
I honestly can't remember if I referred to myself as the dog park bitch or if someone like called me that. I really don't even remember. But that's my personality at the dog park. Yeah. Like I will say something if I see something. That's just kind of the persona. And then the podcast now has really, I mean, like Carly was saying, trying to find who you were and being a solo podcaster was very challenging for me. I had no idea where I was going. My first couple of episodes without my co-host, I brought on just dog moms in the community that I knew. I'm like, I need to expand outside of Dallas. That was like my, that's where my bubble was. I got into the third season, which was kind of a hodgepodge, which I interviewed other podcasters that I knew, people that I met because it was halfway through when I started my RV life journey. So there was my favorite episode was I brought on uh, this sweet old lady I met when I was in New Mexico who founded a dog park and I brought her on. It was just it's such a, a heart happy episode, but it was such a hodgepodge. It really made no sense. Now my podcast in season four, I'm very focused. I know what I'm looking to do. I, I really know who the dog park bitch is. That's kind of, you know, how I say it and reaching out to an account, I think it was the bitchy dog moms. And they're like, oh, we're very anti dog park. Like the word dog park is more of a community than it is being at the dog park. It's more of a being the dog park bitch is more of a mentality, a mantra. Yeah than it is just going to an actual dog park. I just, I talk about things in a very realistic perspective and unfiltered perspective when it comes to being a dog mom. As I've said on my podcast, if you don't like it, that's up to you where you want to shove it. <laughs> so that's, that's my podcast. I love that. I love it. It's so great, Miranda. <laughs> Thank you. I have to, okay, before before I, I shut up, really peaceful and like just <laughs> cute and whatnot. And then I'm like the dog park bitch. Fight it with fire. So when I wanted to start my podcast, I definitely was like not in the space. Okay. But okay, yeah, I, I want to hear your story, Yemeni. Yeah. Your podcast story. I'm excited for this. I feel like I've always wanted to do a podcast. Like podcasting has been my obsession, like since I was in my early 20s. I used to listen to like Radio Lab and think it was like the most amazing thing in the world. And I then I'm a big devourer of reality TV. So the main way that I kept being into reality TV is I would listen to podcasts about reality TV, like people talking about like things happening behind the scenes or like dissecting certain scenes from The Bachelor or whatever. So I always wanted to do a reality TV podcast. I was like, I would love to just talk shit about all the TV I'm watching. It never happened. I sometimes like vaguely considered it. Then right as the pandemic started, my friend started a podcast where he was reviewing weed strains. So it's actually really fun. He like sent me a sample kit. I got to try it a couple different buds. We got That's to so talk cool. about them. Yeah, he ended up. I'm stopping. very intrigued. Yeah, he he didn't end up like continuing it. Um, Dude, that could have been a- so like pop off so quick. Yes, I know. I thought it was a really good idea, and and he's a very charismatic person, so he would have done great. When I was on this podcast, like everybody was kind of like, "Wow, you were like a really good guest," and I kind of was like, "I've been like waiting for this," you know, like I was so excited. <laughs> you were like, "I know," <laughs> <laughs> like I've been made. I'm made for podcasting. I know. <laughs> Pretty much. I just was like, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. And then simultaneously, as the pandemic started, I started getting really involved in the rescue community here in Toronto, got to meet some amazing people. And I just kind of was like, I know all these people who have really good stories, really good perspectives, do a lot for the community. And then also like a lot of them were opening like nonprofit businesses to support rescues and things like that. So once I started my podcast, it kind of kind of went from there. I just realized like, oh, I want to talk to these people about my dogs and their dogs. And it kind of all kind of popped up from there. Sometimes you see, you know, maybe it's on Instagram or a friend or like whatever it is. And you're just like, I want to tell your story. Like, I yeah. want to talk about your story. Like, I want a podcast episode about that. That's yeah, a good, that's a good reason to get into it. I like that. I think that's how it started. And now that I'm, you know, definitely still more junior than you guys learning I'm like, you know, wondering, like, what can I do without a guest? What can I do on my own? Maybe solo but- episodes are hard. Yeah, I I've hate heard. doing solo episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> 
that's the thing there's it's so it's really easy to do interviews for me at least I have fun doing it and there's lots to talk about part of me though is like do I get to say everything I want do I get to really be myself I had that same issue and that's why I started bringing on who I refer to as dog zaddy as the guest but he is my husband Michael I started bringing him on just so I had someone else to talk to but I would be the one talking the most Totally. <laughs> like I was like, I want to tell this story, but I don't know who to tell it to. So Mike, like you gotta come record. Just- yeah, he's like, I hate this with every fiber of my being, but okay. Solo episodes are so That's hard awesome. for me. I don't I don't know why they're so hard, but they just they're such a struggle. And I feel like I don't know. I'm a pretty actually shy person in reality like if you were to run into me on the street I would not be this outgoing but for some reason talking to people about dogs really makes it so much easier to be outgoing and to be this like I don't I want to say persona but it makes it so much easier to be the the podcast host and talk to people dogs make everything easier I think that's kind of and that's like the root of I feel like why we all started podcasts was dogs make it easier and also like a thousand times harder (laughs) <laughs> yes i mean in life <laughs> yes yes life wise yes stuff to talk about it's how do you feel about true. charts i hate that discussion just throwing that in there checking my chart rankings was one of the worst things i've ever done <laughs> i don't know why i got into that habit but i did yeah and- i get these emails about them and they just make my life miserable so i yeah. don't know why i continue that in download numbers yeah not worth it like I'm just like why like I need to not look at them at all I wanted to maybe give my listeners like a taste of your podcast what are your guys like favorite episodes I mean all of them are like amazing no I'm just kidding Um, okay you can't you can't say that you and I I both know it's not true for me either no no, (laughs) that that was a joke the first one that comes to mind is Graham the pet dentist was with Izzy was when so it was within my first year when Izzy was still a co-host and I just loved it because he's a veterinarian dentist it was so interesting like I feel like a lot of that stuff is like yeah give your dog an antler or like a raw bone or whatever like it was a total fact checking telling us the truth about like this is what messes up your dog's teeth and this is what doesn't and which I think is something that's really not touched on too much in the dog health world it was called tooth be told with Graham pet dentist Dean. good name thank you pun. I love a good pun <laughs> yes I was I was really trying back in the day I was really trying to be creative with the titles of the episodes and then I realized it was too creative that people maybe weren't as interested because maybe they didn't know really what the episode was about they I thought know. it was more of an yeah so now project. they're a little bit more like literal I know um, once you learn too about just like SEO and searching you're like oh I have to make my title so boring exactly <laughs> yeah um, it's almost like that the the meme that's going around what's this art project Project. Okay, I like it. Picasso. Picasso. <laughs> Another one for me is don't let dogstagram dictate what to train your dog with Ham of Clementine and Aspen. She was a trainer for many years and she's not anymore, but it was an interesting kind of take on training your dog for your lifestyle, not training your dog for like what social media says you should train them. That, I need to so listen really... to that one. Yeah, me too. That one's good. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that one. Can, oh, you can listen to the one about hound dogs with Charlotte with dogs and Jonathan's journal. The reason I say that is because you will be seeing a lot more of Charlotte and Ashley of Jonathan's journal on my podcast in the future and 10 spoilers and so <laughs> so and that's a good spoilers. one to to get to like get our yeah to get the vibe oh my god and the sex episode i forgot about that that's the highest downloaded one we talked about having sex with the dog in the room i have oh, to say yeah. that part like really fast yeah so like just the funny stories people wrote in with funny stories of like how their dog reacted when they were getting intimate and i shared some of my stories it was very out there it was very funny it was with charlotte yeah we like went for it and amazing it was fun those are like my top ones I think that I I enjoy doing and and I like the messaging of them I would have to say so the one that's closest to my heart was the episode I referenced earlier which was called how to build a dog park featuring Paula Ritchie I met her when I was in Red River New Mexico she's like 80 something years old she has a Bernie well she her Bernie's Mountain Dog has since passed. And then a 15-year-old black terrier of some sort, I don't remember. But she was on the board council in the city and like fought to get a dog park. So, and she's just such a sweetheart. She texts me still. I just, I love her. That's a very like sentimental episode. And it was my first in-person interview 
since COVID because we were at the same RV park. But my more recent episodes have been my personal favorite just because I feel like I finally found my rhythm. I really know my brand. I really know my show. I would have to say my stupid Cupid episode. I brought on Rodrigo, who is a dog dad to Tuco, and I met him in Dallas at the apartment complex that we lived at. He has a podcast. He's such, um, he's really good at talking and he talked about mental health and um, how he's going to therapy and I just thought that was a really good aspect to add into like dating life with dogs from a male's perspective so that was a really fun one I really enjoy having him on he's been on two episodes now my all-time favorite that just came out last week was my humane bitches too with Ramsey we talked about the five freedoms I think we just sounded like we knew our shit it felt good and it's it's more educational so my podcast I try to do a couple of interviews possibly one solo episode and then every month I have a humane bitches episode where we talk about and be more educational on the topics for pet parents to know to educate us for any sort of services we would have to go and look for for our pets because Mm -hmm. you know about the industry it's unregulated blah 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 blah. more of a a self-help episode for pet parents um I do once a month but yeah humane bitches to the five freedoms is my my favorite that I've done to this day I loved that one too Miranda well thank you I listened to that one yeah, no, it was it was really good. As you said, it, you knew your shit. I got started in the animal industry with mm-hmm. cruelty investigation stuff. And so like, I feel like a lot of people don't realize those like the rules for having a dog, basically. A lot of society yeah. don't realize. I feel like if you're listening to a dog podcast, maybe you're all already aware, but it was just so informational it. and educational. It, yeah, I liked it. It was good. Well, thank you. All of these will be in the show notes because I'm excited to catch up on all of them. It's time for the speed round. For our speed round, our dog mom will answer questions as quick as they can about their dog. Let's go. Shy or outgoing? Two out of three are outgoing. The other one is shy at times. Which one's a shy one? Zeke. Oh, it's not really shy. It's really just he doesn't want to be around anyone. Selective. He's just introverted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Aloof. Very aloof. Lupin is shy. Albie is pretty outgoing going games or treat treat they all live for treats yeah treats they're just like just give it to me i don't want to work for it it's a problem yeah (laughs) yep sounds about right what are their favorite treats honestly just about anything i give them as long as it's not blueberries carrots or peas very Uh, random oh no healthy things that you mix in yeah yeah (laughs) healthy things no we don't want it so lupin has a ton of food allergies so we run a pretty tight ship as far as treats and all of that so it's really like lamb some kind of variation of lamb lamb lung lamb you know dehydrated whatever lamb and all of that is what he usually gets and so that's what albie gets too but albie is i mean they're both they both like to be in the kitchen when i'm in the kitchen you know but albie will eat anything that i just hand him from the counter so like it we gave him a bowl of lettuce the other day and he was like great the lamb is usually like they know what the high value stuff is so funny because i've seen on tiktok like all these things of like give your dogs lettuce they'll love to chew on it and i'm like which dog is this because my dog would not participate in a lettuce <laughs> thing i have put together one of those topples the west paws yeah. and i have put the blueberries at the bottom underneath frozen goat's milk underneath peanut butter underneath all kinds of stuff they will eat every single thing and somehow my big great pyrenees with giant teeth can pick out the blueberries spit them out on the floor and continue mm-hmm. to eat everything else wow that is <laughs> talent <for> yeah <laughs> it's no. funny to watch oakley do it because he's got little tiny nubs in his front he doesn't have like full teeth in his front he has like the big canines of course but he picks things out with the tiny teeth in his front and it's <laughs> hilarious to watch that's my free entertainment what the trick is if you have like a picky dog at least for me is once we got albie and albie was willing to eat anything lupin all of a sudden was like wait if he's getting a treat i need that same treat so now lupin is obsessed with like apples and he'll occasionally take some kind of vegetable not super often but like he never would have touched it before but yeah. it's the competition so the exact the same thing Albie. happened with um queenie like boss also would spit out vegetables spit out things and queenie loves all food so genuinely so like she'll eat 
broccoli and now he's eating broccoli good for him i have the i have the ringleader which is zeke and if zeke doesn't like it (laughs) nobody likes it if i'm giving something and oakley's like oh maybe i'll try it zeke will instantly look at him and be like don't don't do it man don't do it it's not worth (laughs) it so all of them they all hate anything that's healthy so i i lose that battle that that is not proven true in the buckley household here so what's funny is i said before that zeke was kind of like boss i feel like zeke is like what boss wants to be like boss (laughs) thinks he's the ringleader of the house but he's actually at the bottom of the totem pole because queenie runs the house now and she's half his girls size. run the world girls yes. do run the world and yeah. queenie's a i always say she's like a badass bitch she like is 10 pounds but will like run everything collar harness or other what tools do you guys use I have to use a harness on Annie because she is full of energy and she could pull me easily. And a harness on Zeke because he slips out of every single collar when he does the Sheba sit and not want to walk. He is literally, Mm -hmm. this sounds bad. I was not abusing my dog. Please don't judge me. But there have been times where he has been dragged on his back. He'll lay on his back like this and just like, it's okay. I don't want to walk. If you want to drag me, that's fine. So he's in a harness. And then Oakley has just graduated back to a collar because he doesn't really pull and he's really easy to walk. And it's easier for me to just leave a collar on him than to wrestle a hundred pound dog with a harness. I am harness as well for both of them. Lupin was for his whole life until recently in an easy walk harness, like mm-hmm. the, the front clip. And that was game changing for both of us with walking him because he used to be, I mean, I guess the word would be reactive, but he was just so excited when he would see another dog yeah. when we first got him. He's a large dog, so then people would get scared. And I'm like, no, he's like the most gentle giant ever. It's just, he was only raised with other dogs. It was like, okay, we need to do something. And we got the front clip and all of a sudden, like it was like night and day, just overnight. He was super responsive. And he's, as I said, he's he's a big guy. He's pretty tall. And sometimes he's like, he's very horse-like in his like mm-hmm. manners and even just like how you walk. So it was almost like a, like a lead kind of like, it was just, I don't know, like it was like leading him kind of more. And it was so much easier to walk him. That was what he had most of the time. But recently I just got... It's still a harness and it does have a front clip, but we use the back clip now because he's older and more frail. Uh, and so like he doesn't need to be like led by the front clip or anything like that. But it has a handle on the back, which I really like just because he's still he's still pretty mobile. He can jump up into the car, you know, pretty easily and stuff, but it, it's not as graceful as it used to be. So I like having that extra handle on top just to give him the extra support. Alby is also in... I think it's like I think it's called it like a wonder walker but like also front clip back clip thing and it's fine I kind of want to switch him to a collar and see how he does because mm-hmm. I I think he would be more responsive because I, he as I said like he's pretty athletic dog I don't think he even like realizes when he's pulling like he just doesn't register something's like holding him back he's just like let's go but I just I think he would be more responsive to to what I want him to do if I maybe had him on a collar but I'm nervous to have him on a collar in case he yeah. slips it of course so mm-hmm. I am looking into Martin Gale ones, I think. Dog bed or human bed? How about floor? Because apparently <laughs> they don't they don't like any of them. Annie sleeps underneath the kitchen dinette that we have. It's almost we call it her den. She that's what she claims it as. Oakley goes from the couch to the floor to a cheap cushioned rug I got from my grandma's house after she passed, replaced his bed with it because he prefers that over the dog bed, which she threw up in. Zeke kind of takes his pick of either a pillow on the floor, the couch, or he's up in bed with us. But the pillow on the floor has to be right next to the heat vent and he curls right up with his feet almost touching the heat vent. That's cute. The heat vent. Queenie does that. That's her favorite spot is next to the heat vent. Mm -hmm. Smart. I think it varies. They will never lay on a hard floor, my guys, ever. Like any, it needs to be the softest thing ever. So, whatever that happens to be, if it's the couch, if it's the bed, I have a heated blanket on top of Lupin's orthopedic bed that I, that's like ridiculously expensive. And so oh. that's his little like old man cave, but then Albie always tries to steal it. So <laughs> I was like, I spent so much money on this dang bed for you. And, and Albie like pushes him off of it. But like at night, 
Lupin. So I got this like Shay's Lounge on Facebook Marketplace that I was going to have in the podcast room. It just didn't end up working. So we moved it up to the bedroom and it works perfectly. And I put like this foam topper thingy that we had just lying around. So I put that on top. I was like, oh, perfect. Albie can lay on this and then Lupin can sleep in the bed with us like he always has. Lupin now loves the lounge so much so both of them will sleep on it together Aww, <laughs> and it's really it's really cute really cute yeah um i think sometimes albie's a little like uh, can you leave like go back to the bed bro <laughs> now i don't have to deal with the dog in bed lupin does like half and half sometimes yeah. at like 2 a.m he'll come up and sleep with us and um but it used to be really hard because we'd be like all right albie go to your bed in the corner and he'd like go there and like sleep alone i mean it's still in the Aww. bedroom but you know he'd sleep there and then lupin would get the bed old man privileges you know he's our first and he this is what he's used to now that we have that little lounge thing they both enjoy it squeakers balls or sticks oakley's motto is ball is life Zeke, we just learned, absolutely loves to play with golf balls because there's like a big driving range at this old folks RV park we're at. And we'll take him out there and just throw golf balls and he goes berserk. And Annie is stick. Stick is life. None of the above. They're they're not toy they're dogs. Not. Lupin, Lupin loves a rope toy, but it's been known to get stuck in his stomach and have to be surgically oh. removed. So none of that anymore yeah <laughs> and albie albie likes stick sticks like if you like goad him into playing with one he he will and he'll like race around and and enjoy it but i think in whatever past life he had i think sticks maybe was the only thing available to him now that he has access to toys he doesn't really care about squeakers or anything he loves a plush a nice mm. fluffy thing to just like carry around and like play keep away with he doesn't really Sometimes he'll try to tear it up, but like not with any real intention. Yeah, he doesn't care about the squeak. Like sometimes when I try to get him to play, I'll like squeak it and he, he doesn't care. Kind of all the above. <laughs> yeah. People or dogs? I'm just going to say people for all of them. Annie's kind of reactive. Zeke is very selective and Oakley just wants the pets. That's all he really wants in life is for someone to look at him and fall in love with him and pet him. This is really hard to answer. And because lupin has changed so much in his mm. old age that i used to always would be like dogs for sure with him like he could not care but as i said you know like he's he's had a lot of changes in personality and stuff as he's gotten older just within this last like two years or so and I, he goes to the dog park and he loves being there he loves being around other dogs but he goes person to person and i think it's because he knows that they have food and so he's usually like nosing their pocket but he also is enjoying the pets whereas before you know for the first five years we had him he would be like do not touch me to like strangers, yeah. you know? So I would say Lupin's kind of like half and half. Albie is definitely people. He, he enjoys dogs and he gets excited to see other dogs. If he has the chance to, yeah, be someone sit right in front of him and pet him, he's he's like, that's, that's where I'm gonna go. <laughs> Summer or winter? Uh, I'm gonna say winter for all three. I, I have yet to see Annie in the snow, but Oakley absolutely loves the snow. Zeke loves the snow. And I'm just gonna go on a limb and say that Annie would love the snow. Really don't like the heat. Ever since we left Dallas, they have been happier because they're not in any sort of like over 90 degree heat ever. So they're happier now without it. So I'm gonna say winter. Summer. For sure. They're big sun dogs. If there's a patch of sunlight anywhere, they're like, I need to sit in it. If it's sunny outside, even though it's like 30 degrees, they're like, I need to sit in the sun. So yeah, summer, they're outside like 24 seven, if they could be, they would want to be. I mean, Albie was rescued from Texas. So he's probably like, he enjoys the sun. And I think he enjoys it like when it's even really hot. Lupin hasn't really ever been in like hot, hot weather. I mean, it's Seattle. So it's I think maybe it gets like 95 is probably what he's been in at, at most. And so I don't think he could handle actual heat summer. Seattle summer is, is his fave. Walks or cuddles? Zeke is cuddles because he, if he could be trapped inside all day long, he would prefer that for some reason instead of getting exercise. And then I would say Oakley and Annie, well, Annie just needs to be, she needs her exercise period all the time. And then Oakley, I would say is a mix of both. You know, I would have always said walks, but in London, they have different leash laws than they do in the US. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't really have to be on leash that much at all there. I mean, on, on streets and in neighborhoods walks, of course, for sure. But 
but um, all of their really large parks that we lived near, he was off leash and he really, he really thrived in that type of environment and, and he was very happy. And so I think now that he doesn't have that as much, he just, he doesn't enjoy the walks as much, unfortunately. And so I would say probably he's not a cuddly dog. He doesn't seek it out, but you can tell he really enjoys it when I approach him for it. Or like in the morning, you know, we have the same routine for the last whatever, seven, eight years I've had him. I'm just like, good morning, booby. And, and you can just tell like he like banks on that happening. Yeah. So I think I would say cuddles for him. Albie is, oh, that's so hard to answer because he lives for the pets. He lives for the attention, but you can tell he's just so happy when he's on a walk. Like he's just adventure dog, you know? So um, I think he was an outside only dog before I mm. got him. Like my guess is some kind of ranch situ situation. So when he's outside, you can tell he's just like, all right, like, let's go guys what are we gonna do let's have so much fun but then in the house he's like i will sit right next to you and get pets all the times so early walks or sleep in sleep in for zeke and early walks for annie and oakley zeke could lay in bed all day long and he would not care sleep in for both of them when we first got albie he would like wake with the sun i mean he wouldn't bother us but he would just be like awake and kind of like moving mm. around the room we have trained that out of him because nice. we are not morning people <laughs> But I think if we did do like a morning walk, if we were the type of people that were to able to get up early and do it, he would be totally down and, and really excited. I'll be now, maybe it's because he knows the routine. I think it's because it's the only time he gets like in the bed is that we get up, take him out, potties, breakfast, and he goes back upstairs and sleeps for another three hours in our bed, like on my pillow and until the noon lunchtime, 11 o'clock or whatever walk that they get. So guard dog or greeter? The biggest dog is a greeter. The two smaller dogs are guard dogs. Small dogs are usually guard Oakley dogs. Oakley just looks up with those big puppy eyes and his whole body wags with his tail just waiting for someone to pet him. But the other two would be like, why are you here? What are you doing? Get away. Yeah, they're both greeters. You know, they go up like with tail wags and there's never, the only time either of them ever bark is when they want something from me. Like they have never ever like even barked at the doorbell or anything like that. That's so nice. My dogs are just... <laughs> You've heard them throughout today. <laughs> they are the worst for that. If your dog was human, what kind of voice would they have? It's so funny because Justin and I constantly give our dogs voices. Zeke has like two. Either when he's like begging, he's got like the poor British boy like, please, sir, could you spare some extra crumbs? Or he's just an asshole like and just constantly like, get away. I don't want to deal with you. Like, don't don't come near me. Oakley is okay i'll go over here just a big dumb dumb like cartoon voice annie we okay this is super cringe so i'm so sorry she's just a widow girl she's so widow like like baby talk with annie that's like her voice it's so cringy i'm so sorry that was cute i like it i like it too this is why i like this question because people put on voices it kills me especially later when i edit i'm gonna have a laugh oh my god i can't i wasn't gonna do a voice i don't know <laughs> if I can. Lupin is like a when when he was younger, I was we always said like a Forrest Gump, like a just, you know, life's like a box of chocolates, like just very like yes. <laughs> that was an awful impression. That's Lupin's life really is very Forrest Gump-esque. Just like he falls into situations and that are really good for him, but just like is he just doesn't know it. Now that he's older though, like very um I don't know, some people have said kind of almost like a old English professor. That's what he looks like at least. Um, it's just very kind of like regal old man. Albus, Albus, I would say, I don't, I want to say like a Matt Damon. I don't know why, mm. but that's, that's the vibe for some reason. He's just like all American-esque <laughs> kind of, that's the, who seems, I don't know Matt Damon, obviously, but like seems just really like nice and, and chill and like has like a nice cadence and, but maybe like with a slight Southern accent, I could definitely see a little bit more of a Southern accent with Albie. He is from Texas, so. He is from Texas. Like if he were human, I think he would definitely be like a, a hunter or something. <laughs> like a, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not that far, like a fisher, a fisherman. There you go. Yeah. He would be a fisherman. He would be, you know, he would definitely enjoy a truck and, and some beers with the guys kind of. That's Albie for sure. Whereas yeah, Lupin's like. Which ones are mama's kid and which are daddy's kid? No, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke is daddy's kid and then Oakley is a mama's boy Annie is the one that we would fight over it for custody joint Aww. custody Lupin is mine for sure and Albie Albie is whoever's paying the most attention to him recently 
basically is <laughs> is whoever's feeding and walking him the most is who he loves but i would say i do feel like he has a slight inclination to to men to mike for sure like i think he's a little bit more of a daddy's boy but but not by much i'm trying to win him over but what is the number one quirky thing that your dogs do well zeke likes to bury his food but without burying it so like in the dish of food he'll take his nose and i know this is an audio podcast so i'm sorry if you can't see what i'm doing but he will take his nose he'll touch the i feel like he has like a ritual ocd kind of thing like if he doesn't do it this way that he thinks he's never gonna get food again or something i don't know but he'll touch his food to his nose to the ground and then push his nose into the food and then repeat it i don't know 20 times before he actually takes one piece of food run to the carpet eats it and then goes back and eats the rest of the food it's a whole ritual <laughs> i don't understand it annie does this cute little thing and i hope she never loses it when she has like a ton of energy but she like it's a pounce but she like throws her head and her neck and bobs it and i don't know how to explain what she, it's just so it's so cute it's a cute little quirk. And then Oakley doesn't really have quirk that I can think of other than it's like a Pyrenees breed trait. And he does it to Justin more than me. And it makes me mad. But it's called the pure paw where they'll just like hit you with their big ass paw to get the attention. And I guess it's like a, a thing with Pyrenees breeds. So if that counts, but he doesn't do it to me. He does it to Justin. And it makes me mad. Both my dogs do the paw. Lupin we call it his pimp paw. He will literally like whack you. That's not his quirk though. His quirk is that he throws temper tantrums. Like he is, he is so expressive. He's like a toddler. It's one of those where I'm like, what do you want? I have fed you. I have walked you. You have water. I've given you attention. We've played. And then he'll just stand there and then like throw his body around and sometimes bark. I have a whole highlight bubble on my personal Instagram that's like lupin tantrums or something. And yeah, it's just him like throwing himself around. It's really funny to watch and it's like quirky. But then when you're in the middle of it, you're just like, yeah. bro, I'm trying to eat my dinner. Like, can yeah. you stop? <laughs> like, can you please? <laughs> like not. Albie, I don't know how to describe this, but he will just like sit and stare at you from like different parts of the house so like if i'll be in the kitchen he'll just like go in like there's kind of like a look through from the kitchen like into you can see the dining and like a sitting area he'll just like go like sit raise one paw he looks like a statue like he looks like one of those like statues you would get of a dog sitting and just like looking all proper you would think if he wants your attention he would just do it like right next to you but instead he like goes somewhere in your sight line and does it so he'll just be like in the corner but where you can still see him and he'll just like sit and stare and like lift them up thank you for sharing i feel like i learned so much about your dogs where can people find you they can find me on instagram at the dog park bitch you can find me anywhere that you listen to podcasts um, as the dog park bitch podcast and you can follow my dogs on instagram at zeke and oakley for me it's with a dog podcast on instagram facebook and with a dog pod on tiktok episodes every wednesday if you want to check it out and my personal instagram is carly with a dog awesome well thank you for spending this evening with me i don't know how to outro this right now i just had like a little mind block <laughs> thank you for having us this yeah, <laughs> Really fun. It was this has so been nice. a nice girls night. It exactly. was. It was fun. It was really nice. I'm so glad. Well, definitely check out the show notes to find these ladies' amazing podcasts and we'll chat soon. Bye. Bye. Rescue Dog Moms is a project by Yamini inspired by her rescue dog boss, who you can find on Instagram at badboyboss. To keep up with the Rescue Dog Moms podcast, you can follow us at rescuedogmoms.ca or on Instagram at rescuedogmomspod. See you soon.